Comics in the combat zone. Comics in the combat zone. Usually we make you laugh, but now we're watching guys get stabbed with light tubes. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to the fourth edition of Comics in the Combat Zone. We are back here to talk about CZW Made Madness. I am Jordan Ducharme. And I am Ben Stett. Ben, is it getting? Uh, how do you feel now? We're four months or four weeks into CZW. Uh, the shows are they? They're, well, we're talking about it, but they're getting better. But how are you taking it in? Is it easier or are these tough watches? This one was a particularly tough watch. <laughs> I thought I thought last week there was some improvement. They were making steady, subtle progress, and in this one, to be fair, there's some better things. But yeah, very odd decisions in this one. There's a dark cloud over this match yeah. that makes it, or not match this card that makes it maybe the toughest show I've had to watch. Yeah, uh, from start to back, and uh, I guess we'll just get right into it here. So May Madness, uh, May obviously twenty second, nineteen ninety nine, Mantua, New Jersey. So, first things first, when we had talked about this one last week, we had seen the clip of them outside, and CCW were sort of like famously known for having outdoor shows in their history, so I thought this was going to be the first uh, edition that was sort of filmed outside, uh, but it turns out they were, it was more like an angle that was happening during the show, like during the letting fans into the show. Yeah. Is that how you took it, sort of? Yeah, I thought it was, because I thought... It was going to be outside, and I thought, oh, there's there's this weird introduction where, like, two guys are beating each other up inside when the fans... Because at first, I was like, whoa, there's more production value on this one. There's, like, an intro, and it's, like, the fans queuing. And then these two random guys start fighting inside the, the arena, but then they move outside. I'm like, oh, that's thematic. It means we're finally, you know, we're going to go outside. This mm-hmm. is all tied in, and, like, they're doing, like... I mean, it's, it's like... As probably as good a wrestling as you'll see on the card, to be fair. Um, but yeah, they're going outside and then doing a few jumps and all that, all that sort well, of stuff. And to be clear, so this is Lobo and TCK, uh, and I think we ended last card with them brawling, or like, yeah. it was, or it's somewhere in the middle of there. It was oh no, TCK interfered in the barbed wire match and yeah. sort of fought Lobo. So they've been building this feud or whatever. And yeah, I like the in concept. I like the idea of. Oh, fans aren't even in the building, and now there's a fight breaking out. Oh, wait, it's the two big stars. Yeah. And they're sort of, they're the ones we're watching in a match tonight. So the idea that you're already getting in a, a free match almost, like just in line at the show, and the crowd is outside chanting CZ Dub, it does feel like a chaotic, sort of unique scene. Yeah. It's like when you're at a roller coaster and they're telling you the story of the ride as you're, <laughs> yeah. as you're queuing up, and you're like, oh, okay, I can't wait to go on Oblivion now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can't wait for it. But the problem with all of this, <laughs> and the problem that will proceed throughout this entire card, and uh, I'm sorry if we go out at ad nauseum, but it really does just, it's this specter that hangs over the whole thing and fucks it up, is instead of hearing the actual audio of what was recorded, they are instead playing something that I can only assume is off of Zandeg's personal like home home like CD rack. Yeah, it's his Peter Quill's tape from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> like <laughs> Z- yeah. Zandig's mix for sure. Yeah, like and in the intro that's fine. Like I was like, oh, it's playing music and then it'll stop, but it never stops. Yeah, and I don't know about you. How many times did you assume through this card, like, oh, surely they won't play the music. Surely it won't happen I, in the next match or the next match. Yeah, every time. At first, I was like, is there a problem with the audio on it? Have I played, like, I thought another tab that I was watching it <laughs> was I like, play, yeah, have I, was I playing music? Like, I like Guns N' Roses, so maybe. But no, it was just over the matches as they were going. It was a... Odd. Per- production decision yes. to play music instead of the audio from the video. 
Uh, and sometimes in the matches it was over the odds, so you could sort of hear bumps, and you'd get these nice sort of breaths of fresh air in between songs, because there'd always be like a <laughs> yeah. like a 20 second delay for someone clearly just putting on a different CD and yeah. playing a track. But yeah, it was fucking impossible to watch at a certain point. I found it really tough to get the details down, even though I really liked the idea of the start of this show. Uh, but I will go over what I what I did see in the brawl. So like you said, it starts in the arena. So imagine like you're walking in to find your seat and these just dudes are fighting. I, I'm sure you're like, wait, is this real? Or is this like a <laughs> yeah. wrestler? It's like, what the yeah. fuck's going on? And then like you said, TCK almost like throws him out of the door. Like he's kicking him out of a bar or something. Yeah. And it is just a cool visual because from the shitty camera point of view, it's like he's throwing him into the light of like the afterworld or something. Yeah, it's like a it's like the sequel to a video game trailer where like, the first one you've been inside the entire time and then you're like no this time you're going outside and you're like whoa (laughs) and i was excited for it like honestly especially before i knew this music was gonna fuck up this whole show i was like you i'm like okay it's still a cool angle but they've got a music track over top (laughs) because they don't just have like this sort of by the numbers sort of brawl they really like had spots planned yeah Uh, Yeah, they started fighting on top of a car and I don't know what it is. Like, tell me if you agree with this. But sometimes when, like, WWE production does sets up these big bumps or spots or whatever, I almost don't take it as serious because it's WWE. Like, I'll almost be like, oh, it's a gimmick limo or that's a gimmick glass or gimmick... Yeah. Glass. But when you see two guys getting paid, like, nothing in front of, like, 200 people <laughs> yeah. that are lined up for a CZW show, I'm like, that is 100% the most brutal thing I've seen these guys take. Well, yeah, because there's no... They will just be told to, like, can just do it as safely as you can because there's no, like, mats. There's no nothing. <laughs> it's like, it's a, on you whether you break your neck or not. So be careful, guys. Like, they're doing it for the love of the game. Yeah. <laughs> what are the odds that's, like, not, like, they didn't plan whose car that was. That just happened to be the vehicle that was, like... Oh, yeah, that, that person wasn't even going to the show. <laughs> they were, like, <laughs> at work, had the worst day. Yeah, the bartender's like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> yeah. After this redneck shit show, they destroyed my car. Lobo! <laughs> and so they they crawl, uh, go to the top of this like big production truck or it looks like a production truck. It, uh, there, there's no production here, so it is just a truck. <laughs> and, and they climb on top of that, on top of what I assume is the arena, like the building roof. Uh, and they both take this. They're doing sort of the Undertaker Mick Foley where they're like uh, by the side. Are they going to go over? And then they both, you can tell they're making the decision in their minds. It's time to go. And they jump in tandem off the bank. But Lobo takes it so brutally, dude. It's yeah. such a brutal bump. Yeah, it's... And they don't fall right to the ground. They fall on the truck. Yeah, but... and then I'm like, yeah, those guys might be dead. <laughs> Lobo looks like he's not selling at all. He looks <laughs> like it fully winded him. He just takes it from uh, like a straight back bump onto like a tr- uh, truck. It looks like his ribs are broken. He's just like gasping for air. TCK sort of more like, I think he might have even been on top of Lobo a bit. It didn't look as devastating. But these guys, you you know exactly how much they weigh when you hear the thud on the fucking yeah. truck. <laughs> yeah, that's not a comfortable landing for sure. Yeah, these guys are not trained professionals as <laughs> any other company would call them. Um, and then, yeah, I have written here. That would all be have been pretty cool if you could hear any of it. Yeah. Because at this point, like, Lobo's genuinely helped off by, like, there's just crowd control guys sort of, like, soldier walking him. Like, yeah, back yeah, definitely. The arena. Uh, and I think he was probably, like, legitimately fucked up a bit. And they were like, well... You- Got another match coming up, mate. Yeah. So you're, you're one of our big stars. Yeah, drink this morphine and let's go. <laughs> well, now you brought that up, I wasn't thinking about that. But how many of these guys on this card do you think are like fucked up on the show, either with pills or just booze? Uh, I think a lot of them will have dealt with it at some point. I presume just because, like this sort of 
level of indie show, especially at this time. Mm. Like, it's going to be steroids, it's going to be pain pills, it's going to be alcohol. Like, they're not going to be in the best condition. I mean, that'll be how they can handle taking these falls right, will be like... Totally. But, I mean, we're seeing them right at the beginning, too. So, I'm like, do you think any of them came in that way? I mean, obviously, Zandig's just juice to the tits. cool guy. Um, Do you think he's, like, drinking beers throughout the day, or is he trying to be a professional? (laughs) Absolutely not. Just a cool guy, try and be professional. No, cool guys don't even try to be cool. They are cool, and he's popping up. Like, yeah, I imagine he's he's drinking He's chugging beers, listening to the songs we heard on this thing. Just fucking so sure it's going to be a great (laughs) idea. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And a bunch of these guys. I mean, I don't know how, like, Gage, obviously, like you said, in, in later in his career, he'd have a crazy drug problem. But I think that might have been caused by the death matches as opposed to like, like he might have been straight laced sort of, I'm trying to put on the best show possible. He's looked like a guy trying to be a professional wrestler. Yeah, I just think there's n- there's no way to cope with putting your body through that without um, like some form without at the time, like no access to probably, I mean, it's in America as well. So probably none of them have health care. <laughs> like, I don't think CZW is <laughs> yeah. giving them health care and things like that. So. Yeah, I don't know how else they'd survive, so it wouldn't, wouldn't shock me. That they do you weren't. think, much like co- comedians, do you think these wrestlers get, like, drink tokens at the start of the card, and then yeah, like, they you got, get three free drinks, and then you got to start paying for them? Yeah, they get a slice of pizza, <laughs> and maybe they someone will put a bandage on their arm if they need to. That's devastating. I wonder, like, how also, like, not to go on too much of a side note, but how illegally these shows were ran, and, and so far as, like, because I know regular wrestling shows need to have one medical professional on hand, and they need to have a certain amount of like clearance and licensing. Yeah, I mean, it depends. The regulations will depend on the state and all that. There'll be some states, in the, if it's in the South, that are just like, man, go for it. Mate. Well, that's why Tournament of Death is always famously held in Delaware, for that, <laughs> exact, <laughs> yeah, for that no, exact reason. <laughs> no regulations, baby. Yeah, uh, so anyway, let's get, let's get back into this match here thing. My first... Uh, uh, the finally the awful song ends and we hear the outside audience before the actual show starts waiting to come in and you can sort of see it's the first time the camera's on them in the light of day yeah and you're like we see exactly what we're dealing with here. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it looks sort of like like high school kids that are just like getting trashed probably their parents came separately but like let them get drunk at the house or something yeah and it's they've not it doesn't look like there's like a professional entrance they're just like by some sheet metal yeah, <laughs> like letting them in the in, yeah like <laughs> like it's an illegal rave yeah, yeah exactly yeah the line is just wrapping around the building yeah i yeah. don't know how they got there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we'll cut to the start of the show here i have written already the best lighting the arena's had so far you can finally see everything including the crowd uh i'm like maybe because it's day out i'm wondering if most of these shows are like held in nighttime or they're all like because judging by the outside it's like it looks like three in the afternoon yeah, I guess it depends on the weather. Like if this if this was May and the fe- it would have been one of the first coming into spring, right? So maybe the other shows during True. winter were in the dark, and now they're able to have a bit of sun. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they change the time of day or whatever, or maybe they just change their lighting. They do yeah. sort of make small improvements as the show goes on. Uh, so the first team out, we get Extreme Fahrenheit. At this point, I know him as Mr. Motion and the Heartbreaker. I don't even have to write that down anymore. <laughs> uh, and they're carrying. We talked about how they made it. They set up a stipulation match where if the East LA Bros lose, they have to wear Taco Bell t-shirts. Oh yeah, yeah. And, the- and we questioned: Would these be official Taco Bell brand t-shirts, or would they just make a shitty one at home? Yeah. What did What did you guess? Did you Did you nail it here? I don't think. No. I I I mean, I guess shitty homemade ones, but I couldn't really see on the quality. I was too focused on the wrapper. <laughs> 
<laughs> they brought the wrapper back. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, oh man. So I will get to first the Taco Bell shirt. There's no image on it. It just says Taco Bell. Shit, <laughs> right, yeah. font. So it's like they got this made at the mall. Yeah, yeah. Like probably the day of. And then, yeah, so the wrapper, the mysterious wrapper, which guy we didn't know. I found out through, uh, again, cagematch.net and then also rewinding on the announcers. He's actually the Puerto Rican Express. Oh, okay. And okay. Uh, they just never sort of differentiated. Like, because the first time we met Puerto Rican Express, he was as a wrestler. Right, okay. And, and then the next show, he just came out as the rapper for the East okay. LA Bros. And they sort of never make it clear. But, but yeah, I found out, actually. So this guy, I think, is a wrestler. I'm certainly not a rapper. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's... What's that? What's that uh, he's like casual at everything, master of none. Yeah, exactly. The, the, yeah, the yeah. Quote. Jack of all trades. Yeah, he's a jack of all trades. He's a bad rapper, bad wrestler. And he's got a body, at least. He looks sort of like a wrestler looks. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a bit of aggression and that. So not, not to be too harsh on Puerto Rican Express. <laughs> yeah. But his big moment's coming after this. Um, so... The match begins. This is Extreme Fahrenheit versus the East LA Bros for the CCW Tag Team Titles, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, and we get the weird cut to the match as we start. Uh, and this is where I knew this was going to be like a problem. So the regular camera is doing fine. It's almost like I don't know why they would switch away from this. It's almost like the regular cameraman's batteries died like during the show or something. And then we get this cut and it switches to like someone in the third row. Yeah. And like a much shittier camera view. It's very weird. I was like, is this, was the original recording destroyed and we're watching like a highlight show? Because it just cuts and the match is like mm-hmm. kind of started. But also, this is the first time you get an up-close look, I'd say, at the uh, East LA Bros, and they both look like Steven Seagal. I just wanted to point that out. (laughs) Steven Seagal twins, for sure. Um, But yeah, the camera work is really odd, because it like cuts in a weird way, and Mm. then they're just like in the middle of the match, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's... Yeah, and this is the one that... This is why I think their main camera just went down, because it was never this bad in the rest of the matches. No. But yeah, there are literally, like, two or three cuts where, like, one guy's going for a suplex, and then it cuts, and they're both down. And you're yeah. Like, well, what the fuck? Um, and then also, this is when, out of nowhere, as the match begins, Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses begins. Yeah, this is... It's badass. And that's when I was like, wait, is the music guy playing this in the arena for the whole crowd to hear? Or was it, like, just dubbed over in post, like, on a track? I'm pretty sure it was just dubbed over afterwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I yeah. think the crowd would have just been pissed after a while, like we were. Like, turn yeah. the fucking music off. Because like, you could tell, yeah, because you would have heard that it was in the arena because it was just, like, ri- so loud. <laughs> like, there's no way they would, yeah, they'd be like, please turn this off, Zandig, please. Yeah, you literally couldn't hear the bumps in the ring when the music was going. And it, it made it, like, impossible to follow. It was really tough. And then out of nowhere, we get this random cut to a finish uh, where we see Extreme Fahrenheit just crowned new champs. It was like they missed the finish. Yeah. And the one, two, three. And it was the guy getting up and being crowned the winner. Yeah, it's very odd. And to be fair, I thought the music was playing maybe because they heard some other language that was said (laughs) last time. But then the music stops just so Extreme Fahrenheit can be like, hey, we'll still make those calls for immigration. And you're like, oh no, it's nothing to do with problematic language. You're like, yeah. okay, it's just... I no, guess Andy just... probably juggled, like, should we leave the jokes in <laughs> yeah. or, or the cool music? Yeah. <laughs> and and this whole thing went 3 minutes 38 on our feed, but fuck knows. Maybe it was, <laughs> yeah, it was maybe two it was hours. Like a nine-minute match. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah lit- I have written here, literally the worst production I've ever seen on any show ever. I've watched, like, early Ring of Honor 2002. I've watched shit on cams, on, like, handy cams. Uh, this is the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. It's awful. Um, so then, yeah, the LA bros are sort of arguing a bit before they realize, like, well, a deal's a deal. 
and they don the Taco Bell t-shirts, uh, men of their words. And then right after, Puerto Rican Express jumps in, and all three guys just ch- jump the other two guys, but as they're wearing the Taco Bell yeah, shirts. One of them is like, I don't know who's jumping in, but one of them is dressed like Dwight Schrute. Like, <laughs> he's got like a... He's That's got the like rapper. A, oh, okay, he's, he's wearing just like a yellow shirt and some <laughs> like work pants, and I was like, this is not this is not reasonable wrestling wear. <laughs> not dressed like a wrestler or a rapper yeah. once again. <laughs> yeah. We cut to another shitty feed as Man in the Box by Alice in Chains <laughs> starts playing. It is a banger, to be fair. Like, all the songs, no problem with the uh, song choice. There was only one or two I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. And they all banged. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they were all awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, then we get the match that was also set up last week. Because remember in the segment last uh, month, they set up two matches. One was the tag team title match with the Taco Bell stipulation. The other was the tuxedo match. Which I got to, you know, educate you in the... It was basically a male bra and panties match. Yeah. And was I wrong? Was that not exactly what they presented? No, yeah, yeah, it really <laughs> was, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the ring announcer uh, just begins shit-talking. And then all, right out the gate, they start stripping each other's clothes off, <laughs> things like that. Uh, and I have written here the joke you just made. The music was likely covering up the homophobic slurs <laughs> yeah. coming from the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the match is, again, just impossible to follow with the music. And then they start whipping each other with their belts, which sort of gets some heat. And probably yeah. would hurt, I imagine. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, there's also every time a song changes, there's like a pause and then a, a cut in the match happens here. Uh, it's this is tough to follow listening to. Imagine watching this. It's <laughs> fucking brutal. Because the thing is, like, a lot of the times you can watch a match, and even if you're not staring at the screen for the whole time, you can follow the action or whatever. Yeah. Based on like the bump or like, oh, an Irish whipper. This is like if you weren't following it for ten seconds, the guys would just be in different positions, and you'd be like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. you'd be like, well, Alice in Chains isn't playing anymore. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then this weird thing happens are you the female fan <laughs> yeah yeah this female fan just gets in and tackles the ring announcer uh, and sort of like bites him i think yeah like bites him or something and the crowd's just going wild and then like what crowd control just escorts her back to her seat yeah it, that is the funniest bit that right. they were just like well you can stay but don't <laughs> please like you can stay in the front row just don't do it again so that's what i was going to ask do you think that the wrestlers at all called for this or she was like maybe a girlfriend of one of the guys and they planned it beforehand or was she just like drunk and decided to just do this and then didn't get any punishment I think, whatsoever <laughs> i think because crowd control got involved i think it wasn't planned i think it was like someone just decided to get in there i don't know because it was very weird because it wasn't like they were follow the camera wasn't following her or like maybe they weren't because of production or whatever but right. it was just like out of <laughs> yeah. nowhere she just got in bit someone and then looked looked like she was on something and then just re- like left again sat back down jerry back sat in the front row yeah very strange and there was no reference to her or anything so i'm, I'm sort of inclined to think that as well yeah or it was just an incident that happened where sometimes that happens, it shows, though, you know, where it's like, it would be a bigger commotion to kick this person out, so let's just keep an eye on them. and vote. Yeah. I mean, never someone jumping in the ring. Usually when that happens in wrestling, the wrestlers violently kick the shit out of yeah, the fan that, 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 that happens to jump the rail. They're funny compilations, to be fair, <laughs> of that happen. Uh, so then, yeah, the Puerto Rican Express wins this debacle, and he, he ends it by whipping him, whipping him to the back with his belt. I don't need to see the ring announcer in matches, man. I, I don't have a problem with Puerto Rican Express, but I don't know what this was. Yeah, I don't know that. I mean, the ring announcer is dressed like how everyone in Manchester dresses these days. Like, <laughs> super long yeah. shirt. I was like, whoa, is this guy from 2023? Um, but, yeah, I was like, it was very odd that he was in there. I don't know. It was just, it was the very, 
And he's not connected with Extreme Fahrenheit. It's not like he's their manager. No. And he's also the ring announcer. Like, it doesn't yeah. fucking make sense at all. It's very strange, the show so far. Yes. Uh, it's been the strangest so far, easily. Like, yeah. In, in, a, in a string of very strange shows, I would say. So Quicksilver here enters as the announcer, like, literally makes the same joke word for word from the week before. Entering with his new slut. And I'm like, really? Is she new? Because he had her last month. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it's been 30 days, mate. Yeah. <laughs> She's a by-the-numbers slut. At <laughs> <point>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, we get uh, another, if you remember the stipulation name last month, the I Got Your Girl match. This was also stipulated as I Got Your Girl match. So I Got Your Girl part two. Yeah. Where I guess Rick Blade uh, goes back for ownership of Lady Yeah, Blaze. I still got your girl. It was just leased up until then. <laughs> yeah, and so I guess Blade's like fighting for her safety or freedom. <laughs> and the idea is if he loses, then she's still property of Quicksilver. <laughs> yeah. This is fucked, man. Um, it really is. It's really like odd to what. <laughs> and like, I feel so sorry for her because like Quicksilver's just like pushing her about and just being like, go on, like yeah. treating her like shit. And you're just like, that's a real person. Like, that's, I guess she's agreed to it, but also. So like, well, it's really sad when you think that maybe this lady Blaze is like an up and coming sort of wanting to break into the business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is sort of the first first shot at the at like anything televised. Yeah, like no, we'll give you a match, we promise. Because they haven't had. There's been like one female it, wrestler so far. Yeah, even in a match, I don't know if she was in the match. She was yeah. meant to be the was hardcore with, whore yeah. Angel was meant to be in uh, the six way, but they cut her. Yeah, uh, they did. They did a spot I think in the first week where Lady Blaze hits a yeah. Lita, like Hurricane Rana sort of, and you can tell that's sort of what they're going for. Yeah, um, is sort of a Lita type thing. Um, but yeah, so Blade enters the ring like a house of fire, and I'm like, oh man, and he hits the first like jumping clothesline, and there's no music playing, and I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. And then the music just begins right away, and it just crushed my spirit there. Um, and it's annoying, because this match, like, it has a decent pace. It's almost like these guys, we've seen them working together for two months now. And yeah. They've gotten a lot, like, sort of smoother. And smooth is a tough word for Rick Blade because nothing he does is smoother <laughs> on the mark. But it looked good at the pace and, like, the moves. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I've just put that it, I enjoyed his entry because he was just, just just ran straight in. I really, I did that. And, um, yeah, there was, there was some attempt. There was more failures. I noticed more failures from... Um, Blade? Blade? Yes, like, yeah. missing hits and, like landing on his head a couple of times and being like, oh, no, maybe he shouldn't be trying these things. Yeah, he definitely could have been... Like, I don't know what happens with this guy, but the odds of him, like, breaking his neck on a lion salt, like, a year from now, and then, yeah. oh, that's the end of Rick Blade. I'm like, yeah. oh, that'll be tragic, but it, it's a possibility. Um, I have just written here as a side note, this is 25 minutes into the show, and I was just having such a bad time with it. It's, like, the <laughs> yeah. least watchable show of my life. I, I'm just hoping at some point... At this point, I started thinking, like, what if this is like a phase for CZW and like the next three or four shows are like this and it really like put me in this bad hole <laughs> yeah. watching this match. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and on top of that, you were watching the wrestling as well. You're like, oh man, the only thing that can make this worse is good music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we got Quicksilver and Blade. They seem to be having the same matches last month, almost spot for spot. It's sort mm. of like if you see wrestlers in house shows. If you ever see them in the same, at the same show two times in a month, you'll see the exact same match. It sort of felt like that. But then the longer it goes, it seems to sort of be getting better. Um, and then Blade, like, embarrassingly blows this running corkscrew. 
That's the one yeah, you might have been talking about. Yeah, it's, it looks like he does way more damage to himself. Yeah. Like, it's really, it's really bad. It's sort of doing, like, like you know, Amazing Red with the standing shooting star? He was trying to do yeah. a standing corkscrew, but <laughs> yeah. just stand, and just lands on his neck and, like, yeah. misses the target. <laughs> and then he tries to redeem it with a shan- standing shooting star press and just barely hits it. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad. It's like, if, they, if, res- if there was a wrestling RPG game, it would be like, he's trying to do a move that he's ten levels too early to learn. Yeah. And it's just, you don't have the experience to do that dude. or it's like when you hurt yourself fail a quick time event in like a game or something <laughs> and you just like yeah. you, you'd like get shot in the head you like something bad happens because you missed the quick time event yeah rick blade's constantly missing the quick time <laughs> yeah event he is yeah, yeah. mash triangle <laughs> so uh blade gets a table outside finally and they go he they they do this a lot in ccw where it's the two guys standing on the table like, I realize I haven't seen... It's more of, like, a ring announcer table thing, I find, like, in modern-day wrestling. But this is, like, them on a wooden table where I wouldn't even trust the fucking legs to stand up with, like, two full-size dudes on it. No, those... I wouldn't trust it, and then simultaneously I'll be like, this is going to be not a good table to land on. Like, it's mm-hmm. not going to be soft. It's not going to be, like, pre-broken, I imagine. Well, yeah, we talked about that. There's no way they're... Like, I don't think any of the weapons we're going to see on any of these shows are fake at all. No. Like, I've heard about rubber barbed wires and shit like that. I don't think any of that is. They bought it from, like, like a, whatever the Home Home Depot is yeah. in America. Give me your softest wood. <laughs> but it's still wood. Yeah. Um, but then at that point, they're on top of the table, and fucking Quicksilver hits, uh, like, Michinoku Driver again through the table. And it looks, like, it looks impressive on a table, I will say. I mean, yeah. tables are good for wrestling. Uh, yeah, they are. And it looks like it's going to be the end. And then Lady Blaze breaks up the pin by staple gunning Quicksilver in the ass. <laughs> now, I like that. Yeah, right? that's, that's it. That's progress, baby. That's what, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what uh, the suffragettes were fighting for. When I think they've realized, too, that the staple gun, no one's buying it as like a main event weapon. No, yeah, yeah. So but uh, so to have it as like comedic sort of relief, just stapling a guy in the ass. <laughs> that, is, that is funny. Like, <laughs> that is always going to be and funny. And he's selling his ass. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then... And back in the ring, Blade Blade hits his beautiful splash mountain bomb, which actually looked great. And then he gets to the top rope, flawless 450 splash. I will take my hats off to him. I thought yeah. he was going to fuck it up. Every now and then he has these moments where he completes the quick time event. Yeah. Like, and, and it's awesome. <laughs> and it leads to the pin here at 12 minutes 50. I'm sure, I think, I, I would have probably rated this as a perfectly acceptable match, if not for the fucking music playing. Yeah, relative to what the, every match that we've seen before I thought this one was pretty good like it was totally. full and it had it had little arcs in it and little like things going on and there was this and then the table and, th- and it went well apart from the botches and stuff but you kind of expect that I thought it was a very decent match but yeah the music was just like mm-hmm. really grating and like such a shame as well yeah, totally. I mean, it really hurt the show. Cause especially because we're getting used to the standards of these shows. So I'm, I was, I'm getting excited when I'm watching them and just seeing where it goes. And yeah. Like, like, no one else other than the people listening to this and you and I will, will see the progress of a Quicksilver or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then when it's just ruined like this, I'm like, man, I can take bad wrestling. I can't take fucking dog shit production. Like, yeah. Um, it and would be like if there was no sound. I like, mean, that's the thing. It's <laughs> taken more effort to fuck it up than it has just to make it, like, just put it out. We've literally <laughs> been doing that already. Like, you've gone through the effort of adding, yeah. like, it's a football, like, montage when you just signed a player or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, and sorry, guys, you were pre-warned we'd be bitching about this, but it really does just fucking taint this whole show. Uh, so after this match, for some reason, Zandig's just in the ring. Like, he's already comes in. I guess classic cool guy move, dude. Yeah, that's he doesn't need any reason. He looks cool 
even when he fails to catch something. <laughs> yeah. And so Blade starts cutting this promo, and he's like, first of all, you, Quicksilver, <laughs> you were <laughs> my respect. <laughs> this guy has been fucking his girl for like a month. <laughs> Some of the things you, your girlfriend said to me as I was cooking you really made me like you. <laughs> <laughs> and then in a moment of uh, sort of like I don't know, uncoolness, Blade tosses Zandig the mic, and it just like bounces off his chest, and he yeah. fumbles it, and it's sort of like... It's sort of cool when he does <laughs> yeah. it, I guess. <laughs> and then Zandig just cuts this generic sort of promo, sort of get the crowd happy. And then he calls out Lobo to apologize for his attack last month. And if you remember, we were like, they won this barbed wire match. Or I forget if they won or not. It's I don't think it was for stakes. I think they did win. And then out of nowhere, Zandig just clotheslines Lobo yeah. for no reason at all. And we were like, was that even like a pre-written decision or was Zandig just in the moment? Yeah, I don't know. I think he was in the moment. I don't know if this apology now confirms it. <laughs> yeah. And so he calls Lobo back out and Lobo comes out uh, looking sort of fine from earlier uh, as far as like, you know, he, he wasn't limping. He wasn't selling like any sort of yeah. thing. Uh, I'm so good for him. I mean, he could have been really injured. Uh, I never realized how ugly Lobo is. I've got, <laughs> I've got written here because the light has never been so good, but he's just got an ugly man's face. Yeah, that's why he's wearing the Venom shirt. It yeah. made him look better. <laughs> yeah, he was born an outcast for yeah. sure. And he's also holding some sort of two by four, but I couldn't I couldn't note what the things were on it. There were these two black sort of circles on it. I don't know if those were razors or like... Probably, yeah. He's probably protecting himself or something, I guess, in, in story. So Zandy cuts this promo. He says he and Lobo... And by the way, this was such a breath of fresh air because there was no music playing over this whole promo segment. Yeah. So in what's usually the low point of these shows, the promos, I was actually just happy not to be listening <laughs> to fucking whatever. Um, and so he says, Zandy, he and Lobo will take on anyone from NWA, which I guess was another indie... Pro I mean, the NWA has obviously always existed, but I know it's existed in these sort of shitty like indie feds in certain months and he's almost like yelling to people in the crowd so it's almost making me wonder if like there's some nwa guys like in the yeah. crowd watching the show and if they're trying to build something cross promotionally i mean i, I thought the promo was weird mm -hmm. like because i mean i'll probably get to it but yeah the next the next stuff that he talks about like he starts talking about his new valet and stuff that's very odd yeah well he explains that he didn't realize tck interfered last month which is why he attacked lobo oh okay which again right, yeah. i don't know if that makes sense because i think they won the match but anyway we're just gonna do that and then zandig calls out cheyenne yeah his fired valet and he offers her to lobo as it, like a apology it's very weird like very uncomfortable i was like play the music <laughs> put the music back on when please. she looks uncomfortable yeah like it's one thing like the reason i sort of give the hardcore horror one a pass is because <laughs> she, she like played the part and she yeah, was like yeah. slapping her ass and like she was invested Cheyenne just looks like this timid woman that I assume Zandig was fucking. Like, he met her at a bar. Yeah. And he, like, makes her part of his wrestling show. You want to be famous, honey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, like, it... Because the crowd are, like, baying at her and shouting at her. It must be, like, really intimidating, but it's oh, just very, yeah. very odd. But Zandig's still a really cool guy. Yeah, like, we still love him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, so he just offers. And Lobo, of course, accepts this proposal. When out of nowhere, Gage and Justice Payne jump back, jump back in and attack Lobo and Zandig. And once again, the awful music kicks in as the camera cuts to the shitty review. Uh, fucking, it's so angry again. At least the beatdown, they put, they shouldn't have put music over. Yeah. Uh, and Zandig, he yells out after they chase them away. It's like, uh, they said we were shit. We were nothing. He yells that to the crowd. 
I'm like, you guys are shit. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is shit. This production is nothing. Uh, they bust Zandig open, obviously. And then uh, Gage hits a pretty decent senton through the table. And then afterwards, like, Zandig is selling like he's a corpse. <laughs> it's like, so funny. It's like, so, like, over the top. Yeah, it is. And also, it's on there for, like, five minutes of him just, like, flopping about and mm. things like that. It's like a fever dream. I was like, what well, is going on? At first, he's laid completely out. <laughs> yeah. No, but he's... then they drag him over the apron, so he's, like, hanging over the apron, <laughs> yeah. like, dead. And then, after, like, two minutes of this, he starts tremoring. Yeah, like, he's, Doctor, <laughs> he's like, Doctor Strange trying to see all the possible futures. <laughs> like, it's so weird. It's like, so bizarre. But it just lingers on him for ages, and I was like, are they trying to make us believe it's like it's they very fully old. were he fully yeah. knew he was like selling it to the crowd yeah they bring out a stretcher i'm like where do they get the fucking budget for i guess they've got healthcare. Oh, that my bad. <laughs> yeah and they're using i'm sure maybe this was the first show he, he realized he had to pay for medical so he's like well, we'll get our money's worth <laughs> yeah. the stretcher <laughs> angle <laughs> yeah ridiculous this whole thing was ridiculous uh, i guess i guess the best you can say is low bones and are reunited at least and they Thank were God. still feuding with Nick Gage and Justice Payne. Yeah. Uh, we get another hard cut. Two guys I just hate to see walk, walk out here. John Dahmer and Diablo Macabre. Although, it's weird. Okay, so everything I read, the CCW site and CageNet says this guy's name is Midnight. When last week he had clearly introduced himself as Diablo and like... Maybe it was a change, the name, a name changed or... Or I'm wondering if I read it wrong last week or if he just took... Midnight to be show. fair, like, like I said last week, the listings... Is it on Cage Match? It was it, on both. Yeah, that's... I don't know, maybe he's changed his name or something, but yeah, he definitely came out as Diablo, right? Like, yeah, I thought so, but who who the fuck knows, really? So I guess we'll just call him Midnight to make it easier, because the guy who I thought was named Midnight last week just wasn't here anymore, so I guess he's gone. Maybe he's... Yeah, this guy's like, ah, that's a better name. I'll, just <laughs> I'll take that, Take yeah. that name. Uh, and they both... These are, so far, the two worst promos in the company. And they're both coming out to cut promos. At least Dharma's wearing normal. He's not in like a weird leather outfit. <laughs> well, he's wearing a Reverend jo- John Dahmer shirt. And you can yeah. tell it was made at the same place as the Dr. Bell <laughs> yeah, shirt. Yeah. It's just his name. <laughs> Reverend Don Dahmer. Um, and then we get another shoot promo from this Diablo Midnight guy. Who's just talking about how, you know, they didn't want me back. But now I'm back. And you're like, dude, I hate this fucking dude. <laughs> yeah. Him and Dahmer are so bad at promos. Yeah. They're just like... They don't have any charisma at all. Like no, they're like yeah, they it, they feel like people who have got in, like maybe Dharma's given them money and like mm. that's why he gets to wrestle because he's not good at wrestling, not got any charisma, but just seems to keep showing up. He's the head trainer, yeah, of, of this company. Oh right, okay, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, makes <laughs> no. He's just Zandig's drinking buddy, probably. Yeah, it, or it probably o- just comes down to that. Owns a gym, <laughs> or owns it, or owns the arena. Yeah, yeah, owns Zandig's gym or something. He's the money like, mark. Um, so then we get the Gentleman's Club, uh, Lord Everett De- DeVore, <laughs> yeah. who was wearing full British regalia, like classic, like the wig, yeah. the royalist robe. He was like also a big fat British looking yeah. guy, very pale. And like was spraying things, like stinky, Vince knew that was how you build heat, is by <laughs> calling the crowd stinky and fat, because he's like spraying mm. like perfume, I guess, or something. I was into it, I thought it was like great, like it was fun. Totally, but it's hilarious, because you, I, I thought this was a real British guy. <laughs> yeah, I did it first. And then he grabs a mic and starts cutting a promo, and he's like, obviously from New Jersey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's like, not even an American accent, it's like a New Jersey accent. That's not what your mom said. <laughs> he doesn't get your mom jokes, awesome. 
Um, and then what begins, it starts as a USA chant, which doesn't get a lot of life. And then that USA chant turns to he is gay. Which, which gets, yeah. Much more longevity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what can you say, man? <laughs> you know yeah. our opinion of these chants. Of these yeah. Parts. We're just reporting the news, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and he had, he had a partner, too, who I don't even have anything written about here. Like, the Gentleman's Club is two guys. Um, oh, I have it written here. Latin Lover, which... I guess a British guy, an English guy. Yeah. I assume they're both from the States. From, yeah. They both probably live within 10 minutes of the arena. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the third team that comes out, these two loserish looking dudes wearing matching anarchy shirts. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like spray-painted red anarchy logo on their black wife beaters. But it looked like a dad and his son. Like, <laughs> yeah, it probably. It looked like a teenager who was like 18 and then like a 40-year-old dude. And they both just look like they got nothing going on. No, yeah, they had none of it. I mean, especially after coming out after the New Jersey Brit, most New Jersey British man. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a disappointment. Very, just very generic, like, uh, like very generic wrestlers looking guys. Totally. You know, like when they say in wrestling school, it's always like twelve guys that would never make it anywhere, and then mm. one like real pro or whatever. Most times they're not. These are the two guys that would never make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just look really, like, even amongst this loser, like, sort of roster, they were, like, awful looking. Um, so then this is all just no tags, everyone in the ring at the same time, a three-way tag match. So it's just this sloppy clusterfuck. Uh, no one's on the same page at all. They're all just, like, you can tell there's so often where guys are, like, waiting for a guy to come up so they can, like, hit him with their move. Yeah, this was a really bad match, but I do <laughs> really like Rob Zombie. So it was probably my favorite match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Rob Zombie's playing in the background. I can't remember what song it is. I don't. Is it? Uh, I only know the one. Yeah, I don't know. But it, I'm sure it was that one. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, the one it's, you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah, it will be that one. <laughs> more, it might be more. No, I don't know. But I like Rob Zombie, so I love this match. You know who else loves Rob Zombie? Zandig. John Zandig. <laughs> for yeah. sure. Um, so then, uh, what's his name? The Lord Everett du- uh, Devore. I'm just gonna call him LED. Wrestles up the ramp, gets the garbage can from backstage, and and that sort of gets a pop. I have written here, why won't this match end? Uh, I could not. What I was so bored. Like I really, I didn't get. I just zoned out. Like I said, yeah, I was just like, who, who cares? Like, what even is this for? Like, why are they doing this to us? Yeah, they're not building anyone. No. From what I can tell, everyone's a heel. Other than Anarchy, which I guess are like nobody, like they don't even really have like. Run the British guy. Come on, he's a good guy. Dude, well, I have written here. So one, one of them had yeah. John Dahmer came out with his busty valet that he had from before uh, last month, and uh, LED just creepily like forces her to make out with him on the outside. Uh, Another classic, just creep spot. Yeah. Um, and I have written here, it was especially creepist, creepy because he looks like a rapist. Like, <laughs> if you were to see a picture of this guy, you'd be like, oh, you don't want him force making out no, with yeah, a yeah. girl on camera. It's fucking weird, man. Uh, at one point, the camera guy just gets lost in the crowd. Like, he, he forgets where he's following. He's zoned out. And yeah. he's just zoned out in the crowd. Uh, and then finally, Dahmer hits a super dominator from the top rope on, I assume the guy's name's Quantum from Anarchy, uh, the <laughs> teenager kid. Yeah, I, I have written there. I didn't Quantum. say that. It was Quantum and Sean Eclipse were the two Anarchy Jesus. dudes. Jesus. Um, and Dahmer pins the guy at 13 minutes. This match went 13 minutes. Dude. Yeah, why couldn't this one have been cut? <laughs> like it's mad like yeah it was so boring i really didn't enjoy it and i just didn't pay attention at all yeah it's it it's it might be one of those ones to hate watch if there wasn't the music playing but mm. coupled with the music you're just like man I'm, I'm literally just like watching the time go by yeah 
Um, and then af- the after match beatdown continues, and uh, Dahmer and Night- Nightmare celebrate. And then, of course, Dahmer gets another mic and starts chan- like doing another promo just on the crowd. The crowd chants asshole at him. And then Dahmer says, next week, him and Diablo are challenging... Sorry. Yeah, he says next week. Uh, I have that written. I know it's next month, but he says next week, because I guess who the fuck knows. Uh, yeah, and he well, says, they might have a show. Uh, did they? No, they probably mean the, the pay pay-per-view i guess the next big event the next big event yeah not pay-per-view <laughs> yeah and he says next week it's him and diablo uh, challenging uh, extreme fahrenheit for the titles and then diablo cuts another shitty promo telling the crowd to respect him he literally does that how do you spell respect like r-e-s-p-e-c-t yeah <clears throat> i hate these fucking guys man i i if they win the tag titles i don't know how I'm out. Keep watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. unless where, the kingpins come back where, where are, are the, the kingpins? kingpins where are the kingpins yeah it's been two weeks now it has <laughs> Um, so we get another hard cut. We come back with the intro to junior heavyweight champion Justice Payne. Again, still no explanation how he got that belt, and he's never defended it. And his partner, world heavyweight champ, hardcore Nick Gage. He he really doesn't look like Nick Gage. Like, he really doesn't. He looks man. like a, I don't know. He reminds me of the planet, the apes from Planets the Apes, but like the Tim Burton one. Like he mm. looks like he just looks like a brute. I was like, that just looks nothing like Nick Cage. <laughs> like what's going on? He, you know who he looks like? He looks like Quicksilver, and he looks like fucking Mister Meaner. <laughs> yeah, he looks like all of them. He yeah, looks yeah. like four other dudes yeah, on this yeah. card. They all look like shit. And it's like when you're that balding, dude, just shave. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. shave it. It looks just awful. Just commit to being bold, man. Come uh, on. I hope Nick Cage never hears this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Actually, I'm just shitting on him. Like, yeah, I, we love you, Nick. That was, <laughs> We, we, you, we can all agree you're in a worse place then. You're in a much better place now. I'm sure, like, either of us watching our first few op- open mic sets, though, I'm sure any wrestler on this card yeah. would be aware that it's just abject dog shit. Yeah, and again, disclaimer so we don't get beaten up. We love wrestling, and we're excited to do this. I, I'm CZW. Black and, black and yellow is yeah. in my blood, um, which is something they used to say. <laughs> but, yeah, so we get uh, a Gage promo again. Once again, he like it's like he has an idea in mind for a promo, and he forgets it and just starts threatening the crowd like, <laughs> yeah. immediately. Uh, and then the audience is, like, attempting to get in, and crowd control is sort of like you can tell they're torn because Gage is like, no, let him the fuck in. Yeah. But then Common Sense is telling them, like, no, I don't want to let this guy yeah, in. Yeah, this is not – we literally had someone bite a person. Like, we're not inviting them all in. <laughs> and then you know something I caught here? A security guard is wearing a shirt that says Barbed Wire Brawl 99. Which was their own show. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so before. good. I love shit like that. <laughs> so I'm assuming for all of these events, they're making like, like yeah, please buy these shirts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then Justice Payne obviously takes the mic afterwards, and it's just the exact same promo of talking shit to the crowd. It's like they both need to talk, but they can't. They can't let one guy do a promo without yeah. the other one doing one. It's really just a waste of time. Uh, and then once again, the senior referee Rob Hartog in the ring. Uh, he gets in the mic and he's because they're they're threatening that they're not going to wrestle again. And he's like, well, "We already booked your opponent, and here he is. It's John Kronos. Kronos, sorry. Yeah. And were you very aware of Kronos? Before no. This? So like, I mean, I did message you, but like, I I might I thought I'd misheard when they said from ECW because I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, they got an ECW. Like, no, they must I must have misheard. But yeah, like you said, he's quite a relatively well known within that yeah he's a prominent tag team wrestler i mean he's in the eliminators with perry saturn uh it's it's a pretty big get i would say for czw at this point like we were talking about reckless youth is somewhat of a big name like, yeah john cronus isn't actually 
It was like wrestling fans knew who this guy was. Yeah. Sort of. Was like. he like mid card for ECW? I mean, he was there. He was like he was on the top of the tag division right before they got really big. Oh. Okay. Like the first ever ECW pay per view is uh, barely legal ninety seven is the Eliminators <laughs> versus the Doug Dudleys. Yeah, barely legal. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, they, oh, okay. but they're also sort of underneath the Dudleys. They never got to like that yeah. level. Okay. And uh, I believe both guys, Perry Saturn. I mean. Plagued with drug issues, I believe Cronus too. He didn't live until like he died in like 2007. So oh no! It wouldn't be that long after this, and I think he retired in like 2003. So I did a quick uh, Wikipedia search on the guy, uh, but he's huge compared to everyone yeah. else on this card. Maybe other than Zandig, he's like, but he's got like the steroid body. Yeah, he's massive. He's fucking jacked. He looks like a pro wrestler. He's got yeah. the baby oil. He's got the tan. Yeah, yeah, that 100 percent. Like just everything about him is on another level compared to everyone else as well. I have written here, he looks like the most legit wrestler to, to walk into this ECW arena easily so far. Because yeah. even Zandik has the body, but he doesn't look like a wrestler at all. No, he looks really cool, but he doesn't <laughs> look like a wrestler. He's like yeah. a slob. And yeah, I do have written here too, he died at 38 years old. So oh. I mean, I, you never know with these guys. Just yeah. the, It's fucking 90s wrestling, man. It's like, these guys don't last long, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so Cronus gets in the ring and... It's like a, I guess, a handicap match. So I, I, yeah, and to be fair, on this one, I actually really liked it. Was like selling it as like, this guy's from TV. You like, you know him, things like that. So he has, it has to be a two v one for it to be fair. Is like a really good sell mm-hmm. on like a power level, I guess, within wrestling and things like that. I mean, it makes you look like shit, but well, yeah, I guess, but yeah, it's a good way of like get putting your two the up-and-comers that you want to become famous, putting them out there while not, like... They shouldn't be really beating them on their own. Right, Because the wrestlers, yeah. but they... I they, wouldn't buy it. Yeah, exactly. But I thought that was that's a good way of doing it. Like, you have to, because he's massive, and he's, like, <laughs> yeah. in the wrestling world as well, like, a big name. Um, and, yeah, yeah I well, And for all cool. we know, maybe that's, like, something Cronus put in. Like, these guys are so territorial that when working for indies, they're like, sure, I'll work, but I'm not going to take a bump or take yeah. a pinfall. And, uh, so Cronus starts just handling both guys with real cool-looking offense, I thought. He's like spin kicks. Having like, been watching CZW now as my main form of wrestling, <laughs> it is unreal. Because immediately, he's just like another level of like... Uh, completely. Yeah, as especially as such a big dude. And you see it like with loads of wrestlers, like these massive dudes who are able to do these just obscene... like athletic things that mm-hmm. shouldn't be possible um, yeah because his whole thing is like handsprings and cartwheels <laughs> like he does like gymnastic type like maneuvers yeah 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 it just looks very cool he does real wrestling like it's crazy and then he picks up a fucking chair and he just smokes justice Payne in the head with it yeah. like completely unprotected but justice Payne returns the favor too i mean these guys are just bleeding uh they're brawling into the crowd irish whipping each other into these like breakable sort of like the thinnest walls you've ever seen, you know, in like the back sort of backboards. Yeah. Um, Gage and Cronus are both busted open. That marks four shows straight. <laughs> yeah. We're keeping track. Nick the Gage, Gage. Yeah, Gage busted open. Tracker. Keep that going. Uh, Justice Payne flip dives off the merch stand onto both guys, which I thought looked pretty cool, actually. Again, onto both guys, which is why I was like, is this a triple threat or is this like... I think it's 2v1. Yeah, I think it was 2v1 too, but Justice Payne didn't give a fuck, I guess. Then everyone's back in the ring when Zandig, of all My people, boy. the guy who was stretched out not two segments ago, comes out to help Cronus. And then Cronus turns on him immediately with a spin kick. Yeah, who nice. Who would have thought that happened? Taste his own medicine. And then all of a sudden, Zandig, you hear him, yells at the referee over the music they're playing through this fucking thing, by the way, to include him in the match. 
And then right after that, at the exact same time, Justice Payne pins Kronos as Zandig is pinning Nick Gage. And the match ends with a dusty finish at 8 minutes, 8 seconds. What did you think of this fucking... What did you think of this? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I thought it was... I mean, Kronos was doing a, a, a lot of heavy lifting, both literally and like metaphorically with the quality <laughs> of this match. Like I thought there were some nice moments and it was good to see an actual wrestler and the music dog shit ruined it. Especially it's, it's a shame as well because it would have been like such a cool moment like from time to see this guy from TV being in CZW but yeah the music just still ruins it. Dude, they must have paid this guy like minimum like five times more than every other wrestler yeah. on the card. Yeah, yeah. Probably like a grand or two. Yeah, and they just to to put the shitty music over it and just ruin this as a clip to use is sort of it's baffling, man. And then also Zandig putting himself in the match makes no sense at all. Yeah, I feel like f- from the way it was, like I like I said, I really like the CV one thing. It feels like Kronos would have stipulated everything. Like he knew how the, the whoever put this together knew wrestling better than anyone in CZW knows wrestling, in my opinion. Totally. Uh, uh, and then Zandig, yeah, it was like. It's my turn. <laughs> yeah, and then Zandig, it's it's almost like you can tell he, it's like he started the promotion with the idea that I won't be a focus or anything, man. I'll be in the back calling the shots. And then by show two, he's like, well, I'll be a character. <laughs> yeah. And now we're on show four, and he's like, I need to be the champ. It's been yeah. too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he teased, because they're saying this might be a, like a title match. I don't know if this was four Gage's world title, but Zandig takes the title, hits everybody, Cronus, Payne, Gage, with the title, and then leaves. And again, Gage gets on the mic and says, where's my fucking title? So I guess we're leading to a Gage versus Sandig match for the title would be my guess. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. And, and I assume they'll, in, they'll put Justice Payne in there somewhere just because those guys are like attached to the hip. Um, and then cut, and we get, I believe, our main event. TCK enters with a garbage can full of plunder. And so for the CCW Ironman Championship, Lobo versus TCK. Uh, and it's labeled as a four corners of pain match, which I didn't know what to take what that means. Like I don't know if I've seen one before, but I would have assumed four different weapons or things. In yeah, the four bins or something like. Mm-hmm. A, a, yeah, I don't know what w- what it meant. As far as weapons go, this would be the most violent, most like involved with the amount of shit you see. So I assume, like they kept bringing out these big wood pits, either full of glass or thumbtacks or barbed wire, and so I don't know if those were meant to be like in the corners originally or yeah. something. It was weird, a weird name for a thing, but it's a very violent match with a lot yeah. of weapons. This actually is the closest it's gotten <clears throat> to being like, this is what we expected CZW to be. Where I would call just, this a death match. Yeah, like it was it was brutal, bloody faces, mm-hmm. like things like that. Yeah, it was uh, it was intense. <laughs> Although it did it did feel a bit anticlimactic, I guess, after seeing Chrono, like that actual wrestling match like this was fun <laughs> but it was yeah i don't know it was just a bit weird to go from that to this but we're back to the backyard for yeah sure. yeah but it was the backyard that knew it was backyard so it was like fun enough because mm-hmm. they were just beating each other up and covered in blood and and well and like i said earlier from the top of the show these guys must have been fucked up to some extent like yeah hurt and then to come out and do this match i mean they were getting all of it in it almost felt like they were running out of time at some point and just wait wait no we need to do the glass now now we yeah. need to do the text but we'll get into the beginning of it. Uh, TCK has a boombox in his in his uh, garbage can. He just hits Lobo right in the head with it, which I it must be worse than any chair shot, man. This thing looked fucking heavy. Like yeah, from the from like the early ninety late nineties <laughs> or whatever. Those boomboxes could kill. Yeah, like a ghetto blaster type yeah. fucking massive thing. 
Uh, Lobo sets up TCK in the uh, Tree of Woe, which is always one of my favorite names for any wrestling move, and then does a drop kick to the chair in front of his face, sort of like, R- not RVD style, because RVD would get some air and do it athletically. <laughs> this is a very lazy yeah. drop kick to a chair in the corner. Uh, right after that, Lobo actually hits a top rope Arabian face buster, which is, again, not actually, because Sabu would throw a flip in there, but it was a leg drop with a chair under his legs. Which looked dangerous, man. I'm like, this guy doesn't know how to distribute his weight. Like, he could have just crushed this guy's face yeah, with a no, chair. Yeah, no, absolutely. He could have busted his face, Arabian style. They must have, because surely they will, will have been wrestling with, like, concussions and stuff. Like, there's no way they didn't have <laughs> yeah. concussions after everything that happened before. So they're just like, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I was asking about pills and booze and shit. Like, do you think Lobo's drinking throughout this show? Yeah, I reckon they're, they're, they're all 100% drinking. They look like, they all look like full-time drunks. Yeah, at a minimum, they're drinking. Like, that's the that's the baseline <laughs> that yeah. they're drinking. And then anything that comes after as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so then, yeah, outside the ring, we get a, a pit of barbed wire. There was so much more barbed wire in this pit than the entirety of the barbed wire brawl last month. Yeah, This looked like thick spools of barbed wire that you wouldn't want to fall in. Lobo backbodies TCK off the corner stage platform onto like a bunch of chairs. Uh, and it's just brutal. Like the chairs are just sitting in different positions, like the worst type of chair to get thrown onto. Uh, back in the ring, Lobo hits an okay looking Hurricane Rana before they're back back on those plywood walls in, in the back. Uh, they're just walking aimlessly. You can tell there's no real plan to the match. Yeah, it is weirdly slow-paced mm-hmm. like that, where they are just like wandering about and just being like, what can I hit him with? It's now? like they're thinking of the big spots, but they're not thinking of the moments in between. Where yeah, they yeah, definitely. Like get to one. Um, so then Lobo brings in this giant, bo- like another pit of thumbtacks, and TCK just takes it flush, like right in, right in all of them back first. And then Lobo gets him up for a power bomb, and you're like, oh, he's going to power bomb him right back in the pit. But instead, he goes to like Liger bomb it, where he's like running with him and sitting oh, yeah, out yeah. with the power bomb. And he slips on the side of the board and ends up taking like half the tacks on his ass and leg. <laughs> it looks brutal, like a yeah. brutal, like he drops him mid power bomb. Yeah, almost comedically. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> yeah. the, the violence is getting It's up. like if you would just like jackknife power yeah. bomb Kevin Nash style and just throw him in there, you wouldn't even have to take anything. Um, so at this point, Lobo's wearing like the full crimson mask. This is more blood than I think we've seen on any wrestler. 100%, yeah, both of them are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, just bleeding hard. Uh, both guys are outside. They do a Russian leg sweep onto a pile of mouse traps. I forgot to mention the mouse traps. They've spent a lot of money on it, like considering how much they must have paid Kronos. Like, there's a lot of money gone into this episode. <laughs> this show. Yeah. Do you think mouse traps would be like much worse than like glass or thumbtacks, or would it just? Because I... to me, it's one snap and it's over. Yeah, but I think that. I think that snap like radiates. <laughs> like I think it, it, I think it lingers. Like it's a, it's a sharp. It's like a constant like glass. Uh, I mean, it's all bad. Like, it's all no, shit, man. Yeah, I, I don't know if mousetrap would be particularly great. Yeah, no, man, it, it just looks awful. And then they again, like I said, it, it, you can tell they're just getting through the spot. So they pull right up out of the mouse traps, go to the other side of the ring where there's a pit of glass, like literal just broken glass, and then they both slam into that. Again, it's one of these, I bet they both feel they need to take the bumps to get, like, whatever sort of bro yeah. pride you can get out of this thing. Uh, but it's just brutal. They're taking every bump you can. TCK is back in the ring. He's bleeding from all over his body. And he's at least smart enough to wear a white shirt. Uh, cause, so you can see it. Yeah. yeah, it really enhances the blood. And again, I think we talked about our definitions of blood death matches in week one. But when you're bleeding from the body, that's the sure sign of a death match to me. Yeah, <laughs> you, should, you should be full red, like looking like uh, Dustin Rhodes, like just full red outfit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And then so the guys go for a superplex through the table, and, and they almost fucking tumble to the outside. Like, he botches it, essentially, tripping. But still, TCK, TCK's body breaks the table, so they just go for the pin, and then that's the end of the match, 14-25. Yeah, I mean... Lobo retains. It was... It, I enjoyed the match. Like, I, I thought it was okay. Like, it was odd. Like, it was, it was very slow-paced, and there was some nice... It was fun. Like, mm-hmm. this is the thing we were talking about where it's like, yeah, the wrestling could be shit, but, was, you know, if you've got blood and weapons and people being through, you're like, oh, that's gross, but also cool. Like, and it had that, I think, more than other matches that are just shit and have none of that. For sure, yeah. It's one of the only <laughs> matches where when a guy's bleeding, you're like, oh, that actually makes sense. Like, he yeah. would be bleeding. <laughs> it's not just a guy reaching into his pocket and blading in front of the, cr- in front of the camera. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they did just, there's nothing after this, by the way. They just fast cut to the blue screen. Yeah, it's very up there's like a little bit of like is anyone excited and then it just, <laughs> and then it just yeah. cuts and you're like oh okay what do you think of tck as like an up-and-comer because he's never really presented as the same level as like justice Payne, gage lobo but I, I feel like he's better than lobo and like he's, he's better the- than lobo yeah like i think he's definitely better than lobo i don't know if he's like good no um but yeah he's okay i mean the thing is it's what i like is getting to know wrestlers and stuff and like with these shows you don't really get to like, the promos are dog shit, so you don't really get to mm. learn much about the wrestlers. And it, for me, it makes it hard to kind of discern who is who, especially because they're just all white, bald dudes. I know like, none of the them most respect part. women. That's yeah, a for <laughs> you, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Engage, um, doesn't accept disrespect, things no, like this. Exactly, and some of them love bowling. Um, <laughs> but apart from that, that's all. But, like, yeah, they just... Like, at least the Kingpins, jokes aside, like, they had a character and they had something, they had a gimmick, and we remember them. But a lot of these guys are just like, my gimmick is, I, I wear a t shirt. And you're yeah. like, okay, like, what's going Who are you? Well, like, that dude literally, like, wearing a DMX shirt was the only, <laughs> yeah, the only discernible thing to say about him. Yeah. Like, honestly, even the East LA Bros, as bad as they are, they have matching attire, they have a gimmick. <laughs> you sort of like, you can get into it, you know? And it's like, there's some of these guys, like, there's nothing about Quicksilver. Uh, like I was saying off the top, he's a poor man's Just Incredible. Like, he yeah. looks like shit compared to Just Incredible. Imagine that. Because yeah. Just Incredible sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's, so let's get into our overall ratings here of May Madness. Uh, I don't know if anyone listening to this podcast will be surprised, but I'm giving it a 0.0. Whoa. Uh, dog shit, man. I really struggled to get through this. I can't imagine... Uh, what what could make a show worse? Maybe if like actual crimes were committed or something, or like like <laughs> it, it saw like real bad hate speech, or I don't know. But this is this was terrible. I, I'll give my little summary here. The only redeeming quality was the opening brawl, and it upped the violence in the main event. This would have been the best show so far with the okay action throughout, but the music completely killed this unwatchable mess of a show. We might be two of the only people to ever watch this abortion. You're welcome. <laughs> um. <laughs> So I think I have to give it two separate scores. I thought the wrestling was like probably a one or like a one point five. Yeah. And then the the but like you, the show itself was just like just an A. I can't give it any like it's so bad. Like I no, felt zero was it was either zero or A. I can't even. Rate yeah, it. like because yeah. it is it just ruins everything. Like it's really odd what they've done and like not just the music as well, but the odd editing and things like that and. It's a shame because the wrestling at points is probably the best they've had it. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's uh, it's just a shame that they take such a big step back with that. I'm just hoping. But that... even the, even the promo segments you hear, they're all shit. Like no, oh, yeah, yeah, no yeah. one can cut a promo. No, uh, worth listening to. Uh, the writing doesn't make sense. It, it's all shit. This is a shitty show. 
Anyway, like, if it didn't have the music, I think I would have upped it to a 2 out of 7, which would have maybe been a big deal yeah. on this podcast. But it's it's a bad fucking show, and then it becomes even more unwatchable. So. Yeah, it's like one one small step forward, 15 power bombs backwards. <laughs> That's a perfect way to put yeah. it. And I will say, just so you're not worrying about next week, I, I did click the first couple minutes of the next week's show, uh, and it is back to normal. I think even they realized this was a fucking just terrible decision but i think when we record our episode we're just going to play guns and roses over the, <laughs> over the entire episode maybe i should do that over this way <laughs> yeah we'll so you play music over get full experience watch it at the same time as you're watching czw for full sensory overload <laughs> well thank you everyone for listening uh we are the comics in the combat zone and we'll be back at you next week